Mind Body Connection with Tracy Allison. Hello, my name is LJ Haywood, and welcome to Build It Bootcamp, a podcast for aspiring entrepreneurs who are frustrated with their jobs. You can join me and learn how to build and scale your own business. Now, during each episode, I introduce a topic that relates to business or entrepreneurship, and whether or not it's myself or more than often, it's a special guest. Today, we have Tracy. The information will be valuable in building and scaling your own business. We will get started right after this. Mind body connection. Hello, Tracy. How are you doing this morning? This afternoon. I know it's this afternoon. <laughs> I'm wonderful. Thank you, LJ, for having me today. It's such a pleasure to be connecting with you here today. So yeah, or reconnecting. You know, one of the things that I wanted to thank you for were you, it was it was a lot of the uh inspiration for you to kind of some of the things I'm doing with the podcast. So I really do appreciate it. And by the way, guys, if you get any value today, Tracy and I are, are, are gonna be, be talking about health and wellness. Uh, as it relates to the mind and body and that connection and dealing with stress. Uh, she has, you know, a number of years of experience as a massage therapist and helping people uh, become a, live a stress-free life, essentially, right? Um, <laughs> <Try> fantastic. <laughs> What's that? I said, try to live a stress-free life. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So if during our conversation, if you get any value with, uh, out of this, please share it with, you know, three or four people. And uh, by the way, Tracy's actually doing a, a she's planning out a workshop we're probably going to think about some ideas during this time. But if you want details about her next upcoming workshop, uh, DM her the words mind-body or mind and body or just mind-body, whatever you want to do. And uh, she will send you more details about that upcoming workshop. So listen, Tracy, first of all, thank you for doing this. I know you're quite busy uh, as a mompreneur, as they say nowadays. Yes, definitely. <laughs> you might hear my kids in the background. Hopefully I've got them settled for 45 minutes or so. <laughs> Okay, well, fantastic, fantastic. So, so the kiddos are with you today, huh? They are, yes. They're always with okay. me. <laughs> always with me. <laughs> so, tell me a little bit about your background, because I, I, I want to talk about some of the things you're working on right now. Um, but um, let's, let's talk about your background. So, tell me a little bit about where you grew up at. You know, where are you from? So, I grew up in Colorado, um, southwestern slope, very small town, um, and I actually um, am back here now in uh, Montrose, Colorado. So. I grew up here, went to school in Boulder, then I went to um, move to Las Vegas and I was kind of craving big cities since I'd grown up in such a small town and right. went to massage school out there and worked in a few really nice uh, spas uh, for about 15 years. And then my sister, she has cerebral palsy. Um, she, My grandma had passed and so she needed some care. So we moved back to Colorado to help with her. And I had my two kids, I got a three and a five-year-old and we all live together and just, you know, help each other out as much as we can. And it's, it's amazing. So, and I still do, when I moved out here, I started my massage business out here. So I have my private clients and I work with a chiropractor and um, yeah, and it's growing and I teach fitness and yoga and all that good stuff. So everything with the mind body, I'm really excited about. I love it. <laughs> Yeah, so let's back up. So you said your your, your sister um, had cerebral cerebral palsy. Uh, for those that aren't really familiar with that that this uh, is it like a disorder? Like it's a physical disorder, right? 
So she was born with it. Um, she was born like 28 weeks, so premature. And it's basically like not full um, brain development. So her um, her fine motor skills were never fully developed. So her legs, walking, um, writing, reading, she has a really hard time like tracking with reading, but mm -hmm. incredibly intelligent, super sweet. She's great with my kids. She's sitting with them right now. Um, and actually growing up, I was always around physical therapy with her. So that is one of the reasons I got into massage therapy because I was constantly around it and I would help her. She would have like spastic attacks in the evening. Sometimes mm -hmm. I would help her when I was young. I didn't know what it was doing, but I always just had an infinity for touch. Um, and that was, you know, why I really chose that path as a career to help her. So. Yeah. That was that was going to be my next question because I, I figured that it was the, your passion for what you're doing and um, and your patience and all that kind of thing. I, I could just pick up on. Uh, I'm like, okay, that's very interesting. So, um, being in those physical therapy, you must have been very involved um, early on. Yeah, I mean, we. She, oh my gosh, when she was young, it was three days a week. You know, a couple of hours each time, and we had to travel because we live in a small town. We had to travel. Uh, like an hour and a half to get to the place where they did physical therapy. So it was, it was a lot of time and I was there, you know, I was young. And so I would try to entertain myself and watch and, you know, try to help as much as I could. So I was just, I was around it a lot. So it was just very natural progression for me to get into touch therapy mm -hmm. um, because of that. So I was, I was really fortunate. That was kind of how I, you know, came upon massage therapy and helping people heal and understanding the body. So it's, it's really powerful. Powerful. Yeah, because because uh, today we're talking about the mind body connection, and I think that um, especially nowadays, uh, I I found that there are a lot of people when we were when we we're going through the whole COVID thing, a lot of people had to reflect on what they were doing as far as their their physical fitness and and how they were going to manage some of the stressful things that um, you know just overwhelming. So one of when let me ask you a question: What is one of the things that a lot of people uh, come to you about uh, with when it comes to like stress like was a common uh concern or area that you kind of hear so, a lot there's a lot of things there's physical stress there's mm -hmm. emotional stress there's mental stress um work stress family stress so there's lots of levels when it comes to stress you know they call it kind of all interconnect um right. What I see, you know, someone might come in with a physical pain, say like their right shoulder is hurting. So I kind of have to evaluate, okay, so right shoulder, energetically, the right side is the masculine energy. It's connected to the liver, which holds emotions of anger, stress, frustration. So a lot of times when someone's like, oh, it's all on my right side, immediately I start kind of talking to them, finding out, okay, so, you know, what's going on? Are you having some frustration? Are you not expressing something that might be upsetting you, communicating, holding back? Um, you know, so it's, it is kind of like putting together a puzzle. I call it body talk. When I'm touching people, I'm trying to feel, but also listen to what they're expressing in their story. Um, and then also breathing. A lot of people don't breathe. They just, it's very shallow. And when you can get someone to connect to their breath, because your breath is your life force, taking a deep breath and allowing the muscles to settle, hearing the story and 
doing the pressure can help move that stress through their body so they can process it. It's all about, I would say, awareness of your body and how you, your holding patterns are muscularly, emotionally, and then processing. You have to process all this stuff coming in, whether it's emotional stress that's causing physical stress or physical stress that's making you constantly think about it and like, I'm in pain, I'm in pain. So there's, there's a lot of interconnections that happen when you're dealing with the mind-body connection. And so I kind of get to deal with all of it, sometimes mm -hmm. not telling them because, you know, people, when they first come to you, they're very vulnerable and they're not sure how much to share with you. You know, some people I've never worked with, you know, it might be the first time that I'm meeting them, you know. So I have to be very cognizant of their comfort and how to kind of settle them and help them deal with the, both the physical and the emotional things that they're dealing with and give them the tools. Like that's part of my job is I'm here to help give them the tools to work through both the physical pain and then some of the emotional pain that they might not have been aware of. And they're like, oh my gosh. And I've seen it happen so many times, LJ, where I'm working on somebody and they have a realization, they really relax, the muscles release, the tension releases, and they might have an emotional release. Like they'll cry or, you know, they'll just start telling me a bunch of stuff that they might haven't shared with anybody. So it is very powerful. It's, you know, I feel very blessed that I get to be a part of that healing for people. Um, yeah. And it's, I don't know, I just, I feel blessed that I get to do that for my work. So but yeah, it sounds like awareness, that? <laughs> awareness is the, is, is the main thing. I, I actually think that what you're doing is really special. I actually kind of, even in what you just shared kind of got me uh, thinking about these kind of things because uh, like me, for example, I keep a lot of tension in my neck and here. And then so now that I'm more aware of that, when I get stressed, I kind of like, you know what I'm saying? Like I kind of crunch up. So I have to like <sighs> relax my shoulders, kind of figure out how to take in the information and not physically feel the information, you know, because sometimes like right now, I'm, I mentioned to you earlier, um, I'm on military orders with the reserves. It's a lot of, a lot of, for me though, there's a, I'll share this with you and maybe we can talk about it. There's good stress and bad stress, right? Like for me, when you go to the gym and you're stressed out because you're, you know, uh, you're, you're working your muscles, that like, that's a good type of stress, like a good type of uh, pressure, you know, energy. Um, with the job I'm working with now, it's the same kind of thing where I took the stress level because they're expecting me to kind of perform at a very high level. Yes. Um, I mean, like an aircraft can have 30 people on there. I haven't been working on the jet for many, you know, years full time. And I have to make a call. Hey, hey, what, what's the issue? And that yeah. call could cost a lot of money if I yeah. can't figure out what the issue is or if I make the wrong call and I I cancel the mission because I don't know what I'm doing. There's a lot of stress involved with that. And um, I've been really just figuring out ways to to manage that because mentally I have to be clear. I have to have clarity because there's a lot of pressure. If the yeah. jet's getting ready to take off and they, the engines are running and all these people, you got all these people moving parts and they're looking at you to say, hey, can we go or not? Is it safe? Yeah. I have to be able to be clear because sometimes people will put pressure on you like, all right, we need to get this done. You're like, nope. Yeah. And being and if I'm if I'm if I'm stressed out and anxiety and I have that experience, then it makes it harder for me to make a very clear, concise judgment call without those kind of factors in place. Is that making sense? Absolutely. And I mean, 
you know, the mind and the body, the way it is, we are built to, to deal with adrenaline, you know, in those moments that fight or flight, the focus, your adrenaline is pumping, you know, so Absolutely. your adrenal glands are going and you're having to make these, you know, decisions that are very important for many people in that moment. And so you have to have that clarity, you have to have that focus. Now, the aftermath, you know, when you're finished in those however long that oh, is. Oh, man, that dump. Body, yeah, you dump. Your, your, your adrenal glands are like, okay, I'm done. Can't deal with anymore right now. So part of what I do is help people to realize, okay, it's normal for your adrenaline to be pumping for you to have to deal with highly stressful situations on a day-to-day -day basis. It's different for everybody. Every love, Everybody's levels are a little different. Absolutely. How do you process that and recover because you have to recover your adrenal glands, your mind, your body, your breathing. You have to recover to reset so that you're ready to deal with it again. Because if you don't, then you're just in this constant state of yes. adrenaline and then you get adrenal fatigue. And once you get adrenal fatigue, your body starts to, you know, things start to fall apart. Like you just don't feel as good. You're not sleeping. You can get insomnia. You know, you can get pain in your liver. Your kidneys aren't flushing. So everything is interconnected. And if you don't process and recover, you're going to mm -hmm. have, your body will feel the effect. It might not be tomorrow, it might be a long term, you know, it might be six months or a year, but all of a sudden your body's just breaking down because it's ha had to deal with so much without recovery. So, that, part of, yeah, that. yeah, part of what I like to help people do is find out what are the treatments that they can do themselves to help mm. them recover, you know reflexology is really powerful, um, making sure you're getting really good nutrition. Um, I use a lot of essential oils for stress relief, um, getting the massages, you know, to like really process everything, get your lymph moving, dry brushing helps with lymphatic movement, which your lymphatic uh, system is connected to your immune system. If your lymph isn't pumping well, you're going to have a harder time fighting off any, you know, anything that comes into your body. So, so there's a lot of things that, people need to have an awareness of like you're going to have stress it's just part of life how are you going to recover and process mm -hmm. the emotional because what you're dealing with is very intense emotionally and it's also physically affecting your neck your shoulders and you're like <gasps> how are you going to release that so that you're ready to deal with it again so you, you made a really good point there and, I, and man this is powerful stuff so guys if, you, if you're taking notes if you got a notebook definitely write it down because you're hitting some knowledge for that, for that, for that reason, right? So, um, I'm an aircraft electrician. So, what I do is, you could literally have a day where nothing's going on, and then an aircraft is coming back for for an emergency or whatever, and you got to fix it to get it up and running again. And that's where the adrenaline kicks in. So, that's where the, the spikes are in my day. And we even have to get really skilled at processing that. A lot of guys don't understand it, but like I'm, I'm aware of it. So, for example, I carry a. a a camel pack with water in me with, with uh, everywhere I go. The the temperatures on the flight line uh, when these engines are running are just ridiculous. So mm -hmm. a lot of times people won't have water with them. So I can't, but I can't carry water around. So I have that with me all the time. Um, and then the other day talking about rest, uh, you hit it nail on the head. I worked uh, from 7 a.m. To, to, to 7 p.m. that evening. Didn't get home until about nine. I couldn't sleep until three in the morning that same day mm -hmm. because I just, I, I don't know what it was. I had all this energy. Yeah. <laughs> What's <Calm>. that? 
<laughs> that adrenaline was pumping. <laughs> yeah, it was a rough day. So uh, I, I couldn't sleep. So then the next day, and I had to go back to work the next morning at like seven in the morning. So I got probably like three hours of sleep. So that whole day I'm dragging the next day. It's affecting uh, that next day. Luckily, because I'm like, it's like a, a kind of an ebb and flow. I'm able to physically able to maintain that, but I can't keep that pace up day in and day out. And there's so many people that are living like that, where they're, they're living at this pace that's really just going to burn them out very, very quickly. Could you speak to that a bit if you, if you don't mind? Yeah, I mean, that is very true. It's burnout is a big thing. And, you know, it's sad because I think there's, like I said, that awareness and processing that can people can learn before they get there, but they just don't know it. You have to, you know, you have to really be connected to your body and your mind and how you feel on a day-to-day -day basis. And I think we just kind of go through life, you know, like I got to get this done. I got to do this. I have like to do this. I got da, 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 da. It's just like crazy sometimes. And, you know, we don't recognize it until we hit that, that kind of rock bottom physically where we're like, I just can't anymore, you know, and I've heard many stories of people ending up in the hospital with adrenal fatigue and, you know, achy bodies, and they just don't, you know, they don't really understand or know what's going on, but it's because mm -hmm. their body shut down. So, you know, our bodies are amazing. They can handle a lot, but you have to give them that environment to heal. So, you know, and I think everybody can find that for them. You just have to take the time to do it and and to understand the body, you know, dealing with the body as much as I have and people, I'm always kind of shocked that, you know, a lot of people don't even know where their liver is or their stomach or their thyroid. I'm like, this is your body. This is the body you got. And you don't know where any of these things are, you know it's really important to understand the internal makeup of your body and how it processes, you know, food and stress and, you know, environmental toxins, like all of that is really important to understand so that you can give your body the best environment to heal from the day-to-day -day stressors. Cause you're going to deal with day-to-day -day stressors, you know? So mm -hmm. that, that's kind of what I like to help people when I, I have my one-on-one, -on -one, um, treatments with people i always try I, i'm like I, i'm giving you homework this is your homework <laughs> you know try to implement it and and they always do they come back and they say hey you know i've been doing some reflexology at night i've been drinking lemon water i've been dry brushing you know i've been trying to get a better sleep pattern i'm using sound therapy like all these little tools that you can have they start mm -hmm. to implement and they feel better and they're like wow i can't believe that you know i really do feel better with just like little things so yeah that's what i would say and we can work on that i can help you um because <laughs> it's so funny because i've looked at so many bodies like i can see it in your you know the stress holding in you i can see it you know so but you have a very it's interesting because you do have a very clear energy like this is your third eye this is your crown chakra mm -hmm. and this is chakra so you're you can see there's a clarity in these three when i look at you like you're very open here so you have very good vision very good clarity and intuition you know your connection you listen to your intuitiveness and that's really really important um you know and, and not having that disconnect for people so yeah <laughs> so good job good job lj <laughs> <laughs> yeah so let's back up then let's talk about because there was a point where this information probably wasn't as clear as it is to you now, 
Um, so what was the what was the transitional point? You, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, I've just had so many years of practice, really. It's just like anything. I've practiced touching bodies. I have felt things in people's bodies. I feel energy in people. I can see when someone's energy shifts, you know, from being like stressed and like holding their breath to like calm and relaxed. And it changes, you know, even the coloring of people like Mm -hmm. after because a massage increases your oxygenated oxygenated blood flow to your heart so people's coloring changes a lot of times i've had people come in looking like pale and kind of grayish and they'll Mm -hmm. leave after a treatment you know clear and have more blood flow and they're brighter and their eyes are more clear so for me it's just been years of practice and watching and you know going through and feeling different things in people's bodies that's why i call it body talk because my hands have a conversation with the person and it's not just like their physical story it's their emotional story too you know? so yeah just practice <laughs> just like practice it. practice for me. <laughs> have you ever have you ever uh i mean so you've been doing this uh primarily your whole life have you worked in any other industries so i massage therapy 17 years and then i taught fitness when i went to um college i didn't want to gain the freshman 15. <laughs> i was mm-hmm. always uh athletic in high school and stuff so um i started teaching fitness classes i took a course and learned how to teach group fitness and so i've done that for 20 years so i did a lot of like spinning and strength training and like high intensity workout stuff kind of like hits hit activities um and then in the last like maybe six years, I got into yoga just because from all those years of doing really high impact, like I started to feel, I was like a mm. runner. I started to feel, you know, my joints, my knees were starting to hurt, my shoulders from doing like really heavy lifting, they were starting to crack. And and so I was Ooh. like, yeah, same thing. You know, you learn as you go, that awareness. And so I was like, you know what? I have to shift up what I'm doing to help myself. But if I'm feeling this, I know other people that have been, you know, trained to like, it's like, if you don't know pain, no gain, you know, they're feeling that as well, you know, and and I did see that a lot in massage therapy. I'd have people who would come in after, you know, doing, you know, really heavy workouts and stuff and their shoulder joints were all messed up or they'd have pinched nerves in their their necks or their knees were cracking. So I, you know, I did get Mm -hmm. to see. So that's why I started to transition more into um, yoga, stretching, like walking recovery. I use really light weights now with the workouts that I do. I don't do any super heavy sets for me. It's just, I'm 40, almost 42. And so my joints are like, no, we're not doing that anymore. We did that you know, for 20 years. We're not doing that anymore. So I think that's also the thing. There's a progression that happens for people in their you know, fitness and their wellness journey. And it's okay to move into different things. You don't always have to do the same thing that you've known to get results. The results might be a little different, but your body's changing, you know? And so you have to kind of change with your body and and give it that environment to, you know, to heal and recover. So a lot of the stuff I do, and I even teach a lot of my um, massage clients is, you know, stretching. If you're on a computer, you're like this, you know, Mm -hmm creating space in the body with the breath mm-hmm. right. so that alone 
I mean, that changes people. Just space and breath changes people. So. <laughs> well, you, you brought up a couple of things. I hear the kiddos in the background. Don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> that's cool. Uh, this is uh, this is cool. So um, I, I remember when I was going through college, uh, before I got into the service, I was taking some uh, some classes at a community college and I, had, I took a physical fitness course. And the guy that was running it was this real yoked uh, bodybuilder type guy, but he was more of a uh, where he was just get he just got really really big, and um, in the gym he was telling us that his joints you can't you can't you, you can build the muscles but the joints you can't make those any stronger than they are, mm -hmm. and so his body even though he looked physically like a like a like a brick house, he was in a lot of physical pain. Uh, his joints were jacked up, knees were uh, damaged. And so he made he made a very clear statement. He's like, "What I'm doing is more of an addiction <laughs> because I'm addicted to the to the adrenaline of being the biggest dude in the room. But yeah. it's not healthy," is what he was trying to pretty much say. Which honestly was very very honest and forthright for most people because most people won't, they won't be honest with you about that kind of stuff. And it's not something you can maintain. You know what I mean? Like he he could be this way for this short amount of time he's not going to be able to maintain that throughout his entire life because of the pain you know like you get to a point where that pain is going to stop you from you know lifting really heavy you know what i mean so um same thing awareness he had the awareness and i think with recovery i'm not saying don't ever lift heavy but you have no, to no, no. really challenge the body in different ways. I think people get stuck in like a zone of like, okay, I'm going to do, you know, shoulder presses with, you know, hundred pounds or whatever. And they do that all week long, you know, three times a week. And I'm like, okay, if you're going to do that, like you have to counter the movement, you know, you have to create space in the joints. So your joints stay healthy because the tighter the muscle gets, you start getting this rotation the less range of motion you're going to have in movement. And then all of a sudden now you can't even lift your hand above your head. So what mm. quality of life do you have that you can't even utilize that joint to full movement, you know? So like mm. same thing, awareness, education and knowing like, okay, I want to do these things. I want to get stronger, but you also have to get, you know, healthy, stronger, not just stronger because of, the ego saying, oh, I look good. You know, it's not just about the looks, it's the internal body and what's going on with the joints, the ligaments, the tendons, the muscles, the interconnection, it is all interconnected. And if mm. you look at it that way, you're going to have pain, you know, down the road when it's just one area you're focusing on instead of the entire system. Mm -hmm. it's cause issues in the future so do you help people because like there's a lot of people that come to that epiphany where they realize like what they were doing because there's a season for everything right when you're younger and you're more explosive you want to do things that are more high impact and more high intensity because it just feels great you're like you like you're on top of the world absolutely uh climbing the mountains and stuff like that um what are the barriers that prevent people from coming to that epiphany like you know what maybe it's time for me to kind of transition into another, you know, have you heard that kind of concept? I'm sure athletes have that issue where they're like, mm, when's, when, when, when is the time for me to just say, okay, this is yeah. a little bit too much. You know, and I think it, it's, it's about shifting. Um, unfortunately, a lot of people have to get to the pain factor mm. before 
of the realizations, like just like anything, you hit rock bottom and you have to rebuild. You have to rebuild the foundation. And a lot of times people won't change it until they feel the pain. And when they feel the pain, they're like, okay, something's obviously the not- The body working. is trying to connect with the mind. The mind is saying, we can do this. Yeah, but this is saying, uh-uh, no more. I'm not gonna do it anymore. It hurts, you know? And so you mm -hmm. have to shift. You have to find the things that are going to make you still feel healthy and mm -hmm. feel strong, but feel healed and not hurt. Like, like I said, that no pain, no gain, I used to think that, but as I've gotten older, I'm like, I want my knee joints. I don't want to have to get knee replacement <laughs> or like a shoulder joint replacement. Like, so I have chosen for myself to be more gentle and to have more grace with my healing. Um, you know, I experienced that when I had my two kids, I had to have C-sections. So like I could, they cut my tummy and I like lost all my core strength. I had incredible core strength before I had my babies. And then afterwards I was like, I couldn't, I couldn't do one sit up. I couldn't hold a plank for five seconds. And I was like, whoa. Like, That's overwhelming, right? Yeah, mentally, yeah. But I had to give myself time and grace and learn different things that I could do to re-strengthen my core, to re-strengthen my body. And I did that, but it took time and it took education. I had to learn something different, something that you know I had, done all my life was not working for me anymore so yeah unfortunately a lot of times it takes some sort of a pain factor to shift you know into different thinking into a different process of doing things and that's okay i mean it's okay that's just how our human body and our mind work um mm -hmm. but yeah just once again you know finding that awareness and that education to to learn something different and then implementing just like anything you have to implement like you can see it and be like oh yeah okay i should do that because i hear that all the time i should stretch i should do some you know more yoga some more breathing but then they never do it so like you have to implement even if it's like one day a week in the beginning implementing those little those little changes will have a compounding healing effect over time so do you think that partnering with people like I, I've seen um, like in relationships, like like going to the gym together, working on this kind of stuff together, do you see a benefit in that? And have you have you experienced that kind of benefit? Absolutely. I mean, yeah, it's it is a great way to connect with your partner if you're both kind of, you know, working on healing, getting better, getting stronger together. I mean, it's absolutely it's a great communication form, I think. Um, <laughs> when my partner and I, Kyle and I first met, like we, we did, we always were at the gym together working out. He, he was trained in um, like martial arts and wrestling. So he would teach me things I had no idea about just body movement, you know, and full body movement. Cause I was so used to like unidirectional stuff with like lifting weights and being on a, a spinning bike and stuff. And so, so more functional stuff is what he was teaching you, right? Way more functional stuff. And I was like, Oh, wow. You know, so yeah, I, I think you can learn so much from your partner in watching their movement, um, you know, and helping each other out with that. And then just, you know, just that's like moral support, like, hey, we're doing this together, you know, mm -hmm. so it's- When it's we first got involved in this, uh, the reason why I'm so passionate about this now is because I kind of had a similar experience where I got injured and it took away a lot of my, my mobility with my knee. And Ella and I, uh, when we first started dating, I had already dealt with that 
um, in the military. It was one of the one of the many contributing factors of why I left full time because I had this knee injury, and um, it was a sprain, and my patella had been slid up. I didn't know. Now the original injury might have been my right knee, but by I don't know which one was the original injury to be honest with you, mm -hmm. but because of the way I was walking. And like my hips were kind of a, a misaligned because I was, you know, overcompensating and things like that. So it ended up being my left knee had it was slid up and um, the patella was slid up. And I didn't know this. I was like doing all this rehab and just rubbing my knee all the time. I would go walk for a couple miles, couldn't really run. I was on a running waiver in the military. So I just got so fed up. I was like, and then plus, because it was one of those things that would go away because the inflammation would build up and then I would go on a waiver for a couple months. And then I'd start and then and then it would start back up. You know, it was, it was kind of like an ebb and flow. It's kind of chronic. Yep. And um, anyhow, I get out and I'm with her and she had a sprain, like you mentioned, in, in her back. So she worked with her chiropractor. Mm -hmm. He had made the adjustment because she works. I don't know if I told you that she works as a, in the Navy as a as a as a cook. So she's always on her feet. So it really, yeah, it's just her. And then and then you got to think the ship's always constantly moving. So that 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 ebb and flow is really putting a lot of stress on her lower back while she's having to you know cook and you know, all this mm -hmm. stuff. So she went in there with a she had I was like she she couldn't sleep she lay down and like uh, I'm like what that's not normal. So went to the chiropractor and she had a like a pinched nerve from you know just one of her you know um, sciatic. So, yeah, it was a sciatic I believe. Yeah, I bet it was. Made that adjustment. Go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say if it was going from like kind of her low back down her glutes, because what I see her doing is probably leaning just a little bit over, you know, like the stoves and chopping. So she's got going uh, to have a constant called contraction, you know, so it's like this. So she's like this. So those front pelvic muscles, psoas muscles, um, the front of the abdominal muscles are going to cuties, are going to be in a consistent contraction. And so the back muscles start to tighten. So one area I would recommend for her to loosen would be the actual, the front, the pelvis, because the pelvis, you know, it, it shifts so much connects into your pelvic region and people don't really think about it that much, but helping release the, the psoas, the front abdominal area, will definitely help release her low back. Um, yeah. So good for her for going to a chiropractor too, because that hip adjustment can really help. So it did, she it helped, did. She helped you figure out your knee. Yeah, then. well, because when I was, when we were getting ready to leave, uh, the gentleman was like, hey, why are you limping? And I had been so accustomed to it that I forgot I even had to limp. I'm like, oh, my knee's messed up. And so he was like, hey, come sit down made the adjustment and literally from like the moment I got up, it was like night and day because yeah. it's, it's awesome, but it's crazy. I have been dealing with it for many years. And yeah. so obviously I needed more uh, work with the chiropractor and they figured out some other issues. My, because I had been doing that, my knee was now becoming a symptom of my hip being misaligned. So they fixed that eventually. I kept coming back in for my knee every few months. Now it wasn't like it was more, it was first it was a couple of weeks, then it was a couple of months. So it was getting progressively better. But yeah. he was like, I went one time and they, they adjusted my my hip. And that's what really cleared up pretty much everything because my hip was so misaligned. It was pounding my knee into the ground, essentially, is what he was saying. And well, his, you're probably putting more weight, you know, when you, your gait is your how you walk and your weight distribution. So if you even have just a millimeter off in your hips, yep. that, you step, you're going to be putting that much more pressure on that leg, on that joint, on that ankle. Like 
gait, walking gait is so important. You know, when you, I watch people walk a lot because you can see their hips are off, you know, if it's putting pressure on their knee, if they walk with their toes out or in, or, you know, how their shoes wear, like the ankle's really important. So it's, it's all so interconnected. So I'm, I'm so happy that you, you know, saw him and he was able to adjust the hips and it is, it's a big deal. The hips are a big deal. It's like, he could have easily let me walk out of there and not said anything, you know, and that, that, that really awesome guy, man. And I've been, I've been going to them, uh, to his practice since then. That's and awesome. uh, really, really sweet dude. But listen, as we're kind of winding down, first of all, I want to thank you for doing the show. Um, we've we've had a really great conversation. Um, and by the way, guys, if you got value out of this, like I said at the beginning, please share it with you know three or four people. And you're doing this workshop. You got to you got to you got to get it done. So uh, DM the word DM Tracy the word uh, mini. I mean, uh, uh, <laughs> mind body for more details about her upcoming next workshop. Or should we kind of go more in depth on some of the things we talked about? Maybe even share with you guys some breathing techniques, uh, maybe a deeper dive on the conversation we had today. Um, I look forward to attending it. If I can make it, I would definitely be there. Um, Tracy, uh, thank you so much for doing the show. Absolutely. But listen, uh, so what are some things you're working on right now and uh, some projects you're working on? Uh, any, 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 anything in the world of Tracy you're working on right now you want to share with the audience? So I started um, Bodies and Mama. Um, pretty much at the beginning of this year. So I have my Instagram business bodies and mama where I just give tips, you know, some of the healthy tips that, you know, I talked about today. And I'm just trying to really, you know, help people in their healing process with what I know. I mean, I'm not a doctor. I have to always say that disclaimer, but from the years that I've had of teaching fitness and going, you know, doing massage therapy and working on thousands of different bodies and, you know, that body talk that I was talking about, I just wanted to, you know, create a a tribe of people to help them heal and have that awareness and, you know, find the the strategies um, that can help them, those techniques that they can take home and they can implement into their life and, you know, heal. And so I, I do have stuff that I'm planning for the future. Um, I have some fitness things that I'm kind of working on and, um, yeah, so, so that will be probably a few years in the future just because my kids are young and that's my focus right now. But I do have some stuff that I've kind that of makes had sense. in my mind for a while that I want to put out into the world. But for right now, you can follow me on Instagram. Um, I'll be putting together that workshop. Like I said, I do use a lot of oils, especially because I'm a massage therapist. So oils are incredibly powerful. Um, on my Instagram, there's my doTERRA webpage. If anybody's interested, if you have questions about how to use oils, I use like deep blue a lot for, um, where is it at right there? For my massage clients, there we go. <laughs> um, this really helps with muscle pain. And I use um, another one called Adaptive. Um, one of my favorite, this is like a very grounding blend. And the olfactory system, which is how you breathe, it's connected to the brain. And so when you have these powerful essential oils, they really do help calm your nervous system, can help alleviate pain. So I do use a lot of that. I do sound therapy. I love sound therapy and my um, massage techniques. I use tingshas, tuning forks. Um, there's just so many 
things you can use on your day-to-day -day life that will help you heal. So if you guys want to reach out to me, have any questions about any of that stuff, just let me know. Reflexology, touch therapy. Um, LJ and I were talking about kind of the touch therapy in couples. So maybe we'll come up with something um, together to work on that. That would be cool. So we can help um, couples really connect in both the, the body and the mind healing. So communicate awesome. with each other. I think that's awesome. it. Yeah. That's about that's it. Are you sure? That's about it. Listen, uh, thank, you. thank you so much for being on the show. So as it relates to, to mind and body, I love to let my, my guests get the last word. So mm -hmm. to sum up this conversation, as it relates to mind and body, what would you like to leave our audience with? Thank you, Tracy. Thank you, LJ. Um, this has been so much fun. Such a pleasure to work with you. <laughs> I would say, you know, take your time. You know, it's we're all on this journey. Um, find that awareness within yourself, like really feel your pains, uh, any areas that you might have stress, um, connect with it, like recognize it. You, part of the process is recognizing where things might energetically be misaligned um, and find out, you know, find people. There's um, so many incredible healers out there. I've been fortunate enough to, to work with different healers. There's so much information out there now that will help you kind of clear that energy, clear any physical issues, maybe some emotional issues, and get you to a better level, you know, because we're all living our story. We've all had some sort of pain that we've had to work through. And that pain, that story, as you process it and move through it, that can become your greatest strength. Like I have found that like your greatest strength can come from that pain. So don't, don't try to hide it. Don't try to shy away from it. Like recognize it really, you know, like feel it process it and help other people that's what we're here to do right is help each other out in in our healing and our growing and our teaching to others and in our, our learning so that's what i would have to say and you guys have been amazing thank you so much for listening lj you're awesome <laughs> you're awesome you're doing such great things you guys have to make sure you're following him and his podcast he's had some incredible people on his podcast like i'm i listen to them I'm like oh this is good stuff so yeah definitely follow lj and keep connected with him and yeah follow me at bodies and mama on instagram <laughs>